Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to my podcast, Introverted Queen. On today's episode, I am speaking with Shantha. She is a great friend, and she is also a life and mindset coach. And her mission is to empower and inspire others to be at their best. We talked about our personalities when we were teenagers, how COVID has affected women in the corporate world, and what she learned growing up that still sticks with her today. Check it out. Hi, Shantha. Hi, Cindy. How are you? I am doing well. I'm How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm so happy you're here. I'm so honored to be here. I love your podcast and what you're doing and really love all your previous guests. So thank you so much for having me. Well, thanks for being here. We're going to have such a good time. <laughs> we always do. Seriously, we always do. <laughs> <laughs> so how would you describe young Shanta? You know, my younger self, um, I would describe as a very shy uh, very really? cooperative, mm-hmm. very cheerful, mm-hmm. and I was a big bookworm. Uh, so I spent a lot of time just escaping and into my reads. Um, you know, one of my favorite memories growing up is just me and my family going to the library down the street and mm-hmm. uh, just choosing all the books that I could carry um, or going to the bookmobiles <laughs> to. <laughs> to uh, select those books so um just spent a lot of time reading choose your own adventures the babysitter's club um, yes and then as a right right yeah and then as a teen and into my young adult years just getting into the mary higgins mystery books mm-hmm. um the the shopaholics and some zane books oh, and zane. then you know as I, as I got into my uh teenage years uh you know i flipped from being this very cheerful young shy girl to of course being very rebellious and stubborn so you know I, I had that uh, little streak in me mm-hmm. but always trying to be a good person so mm-hmm. that was how I would describe my younger self that's awesome I kind of remember your rebellious days but I, I won't I won't shade you <laughs> oh thank you see you're a real friend you gotta lock that up that's right in the vault <laughs> it's, it's our secret yes please <laughs> I guess we should tell people we've known each other forever. Seriously, it's, I don't know, 20-something years? Yes. Yes, yeah. Yes, without giving away our age. No, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> That's also in the vault. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so you're a woman in the corporate world, and we've all heard how this pandemic has been harder on working women than men. Have you felt, have you felt that effect? Um, absolutely. Um, you know, and, and I have to say, I probably am faring much better than Mm. the average, um, you know, working mom. Uh, and I really feel that I'm doing a lot better in that space because I have a partner who, um, has the division of labor in her house. So even long before the pandemic, we're a, a family of four that uh, believes heavily uh, and relies heavily on routine. Mm. We're a very busy family. You know, there's always been activities after school, you know, family events. Um, you know, we're, we're just 
that typical uh, family just always running around doing a million things um, and and enjoying our time together. But uh, I find that because we, we are a family that really relied on routine and we had a very structured division in what we do down to even the kids. You know, uh, Callie does the dishes um, every day. Aiden sweeps the floor. Uh, and so, um, you know, we all pitch in. So with this pandemic, I, f- I find that um, it's, it's really lessened the load for me so that there are times even when, you know, we're all just really busy and something happens, we all pitch in. You know, the other day, Callie's computer um, broke down. It just went, just the screen just uh, went black. And uh, I was in the middle of recording a training session with some colleagues. Mm-hmm. And she's coming over to me and waving her hands in the air. And I'm like, oh, uh, mommy's on the phone. I'm trying to do this recording. I'm so sorry, babe. Um, and then uh, she goes over to Alex. And then he just, you know, uh, deals with with it all and then once I was done my reporting I was like okay you know are you good babe like what's going on is everything fixed and it's just at that moment you know it was really stressful to kind of figure out okay am I do I have to stop this recording Mm -hmm. and then just step away or can I just kind of like you know let Alex handle it and so we kind of go back and forth that way so I feel like that has lessened the load for me but I do understand um, that uh, other women are seeing um, you know, a significant hit in uh, being trying to juggle uh, with juggle, you know, their caregiving duties uh, and the, uh, and and their work. And with smaller children, I think that's really hitting women really hard as well. Um, mm-hmm. Where it's just harder with a, a younger a younger child, you know. Yeah. Um, so I really do feel that, um, and there is a level of anxiety, right, um, that comes with this whole pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's, uh, really a big factor in, in just how we are going about our day and really being cognizant of that and trying to find ways to, to, you know, offset it. Yeah, absolutely. And I was reading a stat this week about how many women have left the workforce because of this, Yes. because it's, it, yes. it was just too much. And that means that, you know, there are less women in the workforce than there was like a year ago so that's something and and, you know and and that goes to show you know where there is not that division of labor in in the household right um and and you know it's it's really sad to hear those kind of stats um because that also you know takes away from the progress of women in the workforce Mm -hmm. you know and and the fight that we continue to have with you know the pay gap um, and, and with, uh, you know, leadership roles mm-hmm. that we want to move into in our careers. Um, so that's, that, that's a ripple effect, um, because of this. Mm-hmm. And we're probably going to see this, like, it's probably going to last a while as well. So it's going to be interesting in the next few years to see the shift in the corporate world. Definitely. I agree. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, uh, I'm in this space where in, uh, my organization, I'm part of the, uh, employee resource group where we're trying to champion for women in leadership roles and really try to move the needle um, and try to put together a program to help women uh, gain the skills to be to be effective leaders um, and to get them the opportunities 
and as well as getting allies within mm-hmm. our organization who mm-hmm. are men. Right. Uh, you know, there's there's that imbalance there, right? And mm-hmm. really trying to get them um, to to help us fight this good fight. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you have a daughter. Uh, do you see any introverted traits in her? Oh, absolutely. Really? Especially, oh, yes. You know, and it's funny because my um, my bonus son, Aiden, he is the biggest extrovert. Like, he loves talking. He loves being out there. <laughs> he even knows it. He's like, you know, put me anywhere. I can talk to anyone. And he's eight, and he knows this. He's like, I'm, I, I can be out there. You know, whereas Callie, she loves people. She loves her circle. She loves, like, you know, she, she just, she's just this very vibrant, uh, cheerful girl. Mm-hmm. Um, but if she's in a, a crowd of people or she's in a different space and new people, she really, she gets really shy and this, you know, um, her, she just kind of dials back and she, she exhibits these, these traits, uh, that are, you know, known to us as introverted traits. Right. Mm -hmm. And she really does need to recharge. And there's times where she says, you know what, mommy, I really just need to go find a quiet space Mm -hmm. and just like listen to my music or do something on my own. And, you know, and, and it's like, wow, yes, you, you are an introvert, even though she loves people, mm-hmm. you know, but she needs that moment to herself where she's just by herself to be able to, you know, connect. And then she can go back out there and be with people. Right. So, I love that she's aware of this. She's very aware of it. Mm. And uh, we try to really teach the kids to be aware of themselves, mm-hmm. self-awareness. And, and we try to like have them find coping mechanisms. Yes. Um, you know, it's just, it's so important in life, right? To yes. be able to gauge how you feel. Mm-hmm. Cause I and, think and, sometimes when you don't do that, you reach an age where you're like, what's going on? <laughs> exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. And you just really struggle. It's, mm-hmm. it's much harder if you don't learn it when you're young. And I try to apply some of these things like, okay, what would I have wanted to, to know in my life when I was younger and really hand it off to, to Callie and Aiden, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. So when you think of success, who or what comes to mind? Mm. That's, uh, that's a great question. Um, and, and, you know, for me, uh, there, there's two things that come to mind when, it, when I think of success. Um, that's balance and freedom. Mm. Uh, you know, for me, it's, it's that balance of my work life, um, balance of time between, you know, giving time to myself, giving time to my loved ones, my family, um, having, having the time and, and energy to do the things I love, to chase my own dreams, to give back to the community, um, and, and to really feel like I'm doing something every day. But at the same time, being able to like feel my energy and engage whether or not I have something to give back to others or if I need to just step back and take a bath, you know, mm-hmm. or, or listen to a podcast like yours and <laughs> um, and read a book or mm-hmm. or just be with nature, um, you know, um, or go and bake or whatever it is that I want to do. 
And then with regards to freedom, I just, to me, having success in my life means like financial freedom. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we work really hard not to have any debts uh, except for the mortgage uh, and, and also the freedom to voice my opinion, um, the freedom to just be, you know. Um, so those two things, if I have that in my life, uh, along with my health, then to me, that's success. And uh, when I think of someone who embodies that, um, I would have to, you know, for me, it's it's this woman actually that I just recently discovered. Um, her name is Lisa Nichols, and she had a really quite a journey in life. Um, and now she's a motivational speaker and uh, helps others. And she has this whole uh, motivating the masses um, uh, program that she does. And, and I mean, she just reaches everybody around the world and goes around the world to motivate others. And she's just the image of success to me. Mm. I love that you said balance because, um, I think so many times we think of success as, you know, money status and success is like, you know, like you said, balance, freedom, mental health, like so many other things. So definitely, I love I love that you said balance. Thank you. And and I feel like if you don't have those things, it doesn't matter what you have materialistically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what did you learn growing up that still sticks with you today? Not to be a rebel without a cause. <laughs> <laughs> I jokingly say that. that. Now I'm just a rebel with a cause. That's right. (laughs) Um, What I I learned growing up, you know, um, learning to to listen to other people, you know, Mm. um, and really trying to understand um, someone else's perspective. Um, I've always been keen on hearing someone else's perspective, their experience, uh, really connecting on that level. Like I'm terrible at small talk, like just terrible. I go real deep, real quick. Um, and <laughs> I can't help myself. <laughs> so are you one of you those know? people who goes, hi, I'm Shanta. What's your deepest fears? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but I think that it's really helped me um, growing up, um, you know, and that's along the lines of just being kind to others, being respectful and and, and, and just listening, right, and, and seeing other people's perspective. And that's really helped me in my life with my uh, relationships, with work. Um, so so really being able to, to have that skill and honing it mm. um, because it, it, there is an art to it, right? Like mm-hmm. actively listening, yes. you know, know when to like, you know, let people finish. Um, and sometimes, I mean, I'm a chatterbox also. <laughs> I, you know, I love talking too, but really, you know, not just listening to wait for the next moment to talk, but really just being present and hearing what someone else has to say. And you just learn so much. You do. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's funny you mentioned that because I was at, at a webinar maybe uh, a, last week and it was about the art of listening. Ooh. And they were listing how many like the the types of listeners that you can be. And there was the monolo- monologuer. There's that person who 
who stops to hear what you're saying and they just continue with what they're saying. And and there, it was just all sorts. And I was just laughing because I was like, we do all these things. We do. <laughs> I was like, check, check, check. <laughs> so yeah, th- there really is an art to listening. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I do want to turn the tables around and, and ask you, uh, what did you learn growing up that sticks with you today? Uh, that's so funny. <laughs> uh, you know what? Kindness. Mm. And just be being kind to people, but not, not because you want something from them, but just being kind. And yes. I think that's so important. And you're not being kind because you're like, well, if I'm kind to so-and-so, um, they're going to be kind to me. Not necessarily. Just... Mm expecting something in return right Right. Um, you know i have to agree with you on that you know being kind just for you know from a humanity perspective right Right. just to be good to your your the next person Mm -hmm. with you um it it just it just you could change someone's life by just being kind without thinking about what they could do for you right yeah yeah there's something to being kind and i think you always remember somebody's kindness mm-hmm. like somebody was kind well, to you 20 years ago you will remember <laughs> absolutely absolutely yeah. you can definitely you know think back about how they made you feel mm-hmm. you know and and remember that moment like it was yesterday right? yeah definitely and you feel better i find you know um i had this conversation with my colleagues where it was like i just find like there's less energy expelled when you're just being kind like it would take a, it's a a lot of energy would uh, would be required to be so angry all the time. Yeah. You know? A lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of stress. Like, why are you doing this? <laughs> exactly. There's yeah. no need. Yeah. yeah. Oh, love that. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, no problem. <laughs> well, Shata, this was so fun. Yes, it was, Cindy. Thank you so much again. Well, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. And we'll talk soon. Of course. That was such a great conversation I had with Shantha. And I hope you found it insightful just as much as I did. Don't forget to share this episode with a friend. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe. Follow me on Instagram at introverted underscore queen blog. Thank you so much for tuning in. Take good care and until next time.